You're listening to Boy Podcast. July 3rd, 2017. We're going to get into an interview today with Evan Fitzgerald of Coob United Inc., a local nonprofit. Local nonprofit. They have an event coming up, the U.S. Coob Open. That's Saturday, August 5th at Riverside Park, right here in Beloit. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about a couple things the Beloit Podcast and Vivi Media. We're on Stitcher, also Google Play. That's how you can find us with a mobile app. We're on YouTube and Vivi Media. It's where you can find us on the web and Facebook and Twitter to find all these other links. And we're on Instagram also. Vivimedia.org has all the links. Speaking of, if you live in the South Central Wisconsin area, maybe you enjoy podcasting. Maybe you'd like to be a podcaster and would like to host your own podcast. You can join us at Vivi Media, Vivi Media and Vivi Radio, focused on promoting local businesses, nonprofits, groups, and individuals in the Beloit, South Central Wisconsin area. We provide podcasting and online opportunities at extremely affordable rates. You can host your own podcast, live audio broadcast, or create a unique audio advertisement all with Vivi Media. And the best part is it's all local. As always, we're looking for guests for the Beloit Podcast. That's pretty much anyone in the Beloit area with a story to share, maybe news, maybe an event, schedule an interview, or just send me your story or information. I'll share that info on the next episode, or we can do an interview. You can email thebeloitpod at gmail.com. That's thebeloit.com. P-O-D at gmail.com. What was it? The Beloit P-O-D at gmail.com. The Beloit Pod at gmail.com. You've heard of Coob, right? From you. From and me. liking their Facebook group. Liking the Facebook group. We're going to get Evan back, I think, for one more episode, at least before August 5th. That's the U.S. Coob Open, 9 a.m. down at Riverside. I'm going to try out for the Coob Open. What do you think about that? Sounds fun. Sounds fun considering I don't know how to play. So we're going to get Evan uh, at least back for one more episode and we're going to set podcast history. We're going to make complete podcast history and do an instructional Coob game, how to set up the game, what it takes to play, all the details. But we'll do that before August 5th, so I know a lot more about the game. Something I was thinking about when it comes to the game might just be me, but I think Coob has a lot to offer a community like the one we have in Beloit. Whether you're an individual looking for a new hobby, maybe you're a family looking for a game, maybe a group, a 501c3 even looking for a partner for an event. Coob is a game that anyone can play, and I know Evan and the other local Coob players are always looking to promote the game, and they're looking to get out and get involved and teach other people how to play Mm -hmm. if you want to know more about the game maybe you're looking to learn more about the game you want to jump on the web right now and find out some more about the game or some events coming up they have the Coob podcast at kubeunited.com if you go to kubeunited.com you hit the blog tab that's where they have the latest episodes of open pitch they're on to the seventh episode right now on open pitch they have i believe three hosts and today's guest evan fitz Gerald, and they discuss topics like tournaments, brackets for U.S. Nationals, the U.S. Coob Open that's coming up. They also answer mailbag questions. They have a mailbag question segment, and other topics come up while they're discussing and talking Coob. All the episodes are available at kubeunited.com under the blog tab. To learn more about Coob, we're going to get into the episode. How about that? Let's get to the interview. Coob United is the nonprofit organization that we run, but then I also have a state line Coob that's here in the 
area. Start with the whole background. Where did Coob really come into your life and where did it all start? 2011, my son's Boy Scout troop was doing a concession stand at the Coob tournament down in Rockford, Illinois. At the time, I, you know, the same thing. It's like, what the heck is Coob? I, you know, I was like, trying to look on the internet and I was finding just like, well, this seems a really strange game. So then we got there, you know, and set up and the scoutmaster was looking for another player because he had a team signed up for it with one of the younger scouts. You know, things were pretty slow in the session stand. So I, I kind of jumped out there and started playing. I became intrigued. And by the end of the day, I was, I was completely hooked. It, it, was, it was a fun game that had multiple skills you had to learn as well as some really interesting strategies. I was really bad at it at first, like anybody who tries. And then, But uh, yeah, so that, that's really where it started for me. So I ran out home and I ran to Menards and bought some wood and started chopping it up and making it into the pieces best I could remember. And that was how I got started. That's interesting. You can make your own pieces for this game. There's a lot yeah. of games that don't involve any actual craft in developing parts and the pieces of the game, but that's a little additional thing with Koob. You can do that if you want to actually make the pieces, right? Right, exactly. And it's pretty simple. Anybody has like some basic wood crafting skills, you know, you can make your own. Certainly the ones that we use at our tournaments and leagues, those are more you know as we kind of try to design them you know get like the rounded corners and you know make sure we get the right weights and regulation like size yeah regulation <laughs> yeah exactly get some regulations standardized things that's not to say you, you could pretty much take a you know a four by four and chop it into pieces and you know it, and use it pretty quickly along with some dowels uh, so yeah i think the first one i ever had was like an old clothes the dowels that i use for throwing the, the batons the blocks was an old closet rod that nice. I, I just I just chopped into six pieces and, and, and used that. So, yeah, so you can really start from real simple. And then, obviously, uh, you know, we have some... And you can get fairly inexpensive sets as well that are still a regulation size. Describe the game, how it is to you. I know I read online there's different histories, historical takes on the background of the story. Kind of tell us about the game, how it's played, a little bit of the history. Some of the history, the, the, the legend of the game, as you say, is it started back in the Viking era, where supposedly the story is when Vikings would, you know, kind of raid and, and vanquish their foes or whatever. They would play with the skulls and femurs of, of that. That's the more gory one, but I, I don't know if there's much truth to that. But <laughs> <laughs> the, probably the more likely one is it kind of thing is like offcuts of firewood. And so people would, you know, have like blocks of wood. And actually, actually the word kub, in some Scandinavian countries they say cub because it's spelled K-U-B-B. That uh, in the United States we came up with kub, kind of like rhymes with tube. You'll hear that a lot. So I think what, how it started out first was probably like off cuts of firewood they were set up and people were throwing maybe some limbs and trying to knock them down you well, that makes sense yeah exactly so they asked the word goob i know it's a norwegian block of wood so so we think that's how it, it really kind of got started back in i think probably about 30 40 years ago far back as we can really trace the real roots of it seems to be in sweden where they actually a lot of the modern rules that we see today are very similar it was actually made up then and then over time uh, Sweden started, because it got much more and more popular there. They actually have on uh, Gotland or Gotland Island, they have the world championships, what they call world championships now. From that one is where a lot of the, probably about 80-90% to 90% of the rules that we use today really, at least here in the U.S., come from that tournament there in uh, Gotland, Sweden. People play this all over the world. Yeah, oh yeah. It's very popular in Belgium and Germany and Switzerland. Those are probably the three of the most popular in Sweden's right, you know, right up in there. And even the U.S. is really kind of, you know, like I said, Belgium's probably number one from what I can tell with some of the statistics we see, but U.S. is definitely also in that top five. And it's growing much, much faster in the U.S. It's really kind of the epicenter of Coob in the United States is Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where they have the nationals. But we're seeing it really spread all over Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, and 
you know, I work with people in North Carolina, California. I even started to see people in Texas, Atlanta. It's really cool how the, the game is really spreading across the United States. I was reading the description of what kind of game it is. It's uh, chess mixed with, what, what other games would you say it's really mixed with? Yeah, they call it Viking chess because there's a little bit of strategy to it and the pieces kind of look a little bit like a chess board, yeah. out- outdoor chess board type thing. Probably the closest that we can say is really bocce and I'd say bocce and bowling. The thing with bowling, because as there's a phase of the game where every block that's been knocked down during the game gets thrown over to the other side of the field for it. And when you throw it up, you want to try to throw them so they're close together. So when the defense stands them up, they almost look like they're set up. Your goal is to get to where when they stand them up, it almost looks like a bowling like a, a bowling pin type arrangement. It's always, it's very random. It changes every time you do it. So there's a lot of replayability every time you play. But then the idea is you take the batons and you want to try to knock down as many of those as you can with one shot. Because anyone that you've knocked down that has recently been thrown over, once those are cleared or knocked down, any remaining batons that you have, and you start with six each turn, those remaining batons then can go after what's on the baseline. So between you and your opponents, there's eight meters or 26 feet. And on each side, you start off with five of these blocks standing on, on what's called the baseline. So the idea is you want to be able to knock down all five of those blocks. And then in the center of the field, there's a king. That's where you can probably hear some of the Viking chess part of it is the king. So the idea is once those are knocked down and you get to the king, you win the game. But the really interesting part of the game is whatever gets knocked down on your turn then has to be returned, thrown to the other side, stood up. You knock down those ones that are called the field cubes. And you can't advance to going after the baseline cubes until you have you know eliminated those field cubes. And so part of that is, you know, that, that's where kind of the real challenge is, is, is you have to develop two or three really parts of the game to become very proficient at it. Um, but it's it, it's very intriguing because there's also, you know, quite a few other rules in there. It's one of these things we always say, it's, it's really easy to learn how to play, but it's hard to explain. Especially if you don't have the pieces in front of you. But, you know, that's where like with Kube United, we've made a video how to play Kube. So if you go to our website, kubeunited.com, it's got a really nice little video that kind of gives you the basics of it as well as we have a poster where you can kind of read through the basics, the rules and some of those things. Let's talk about the Kube podcast. Mm-hmm. You've done a podcast for a while and of course here on the Boy Podcast, we got to talk about all the local podcasters, and I always yeah. love it when I come across anyone who's doing any kind of podcast venture. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the Coop Podcast. Oh, yeah, so it was probably two, three years ago, a friend of mine who's also part of the Coop United organization that we run now, he lives in Appleton, and so he wanted to, came up with this idea of using Blog Talk Radio to do the, at the time we were calling it the Fox Valley Coop Radio. And so we did like, I think about 30 shows or so. It was a weekly, every Sunday night we were getting together. So it was kind of like a live broadcasting. And then we'd save, and then the nice thing with Blog Talk Radio, then it would all turn around and save it on their website. Mm-hmm. And so people could listen to it later. And uh, we were getting pretty, I mean, we were getting quite a few view, you know, listeners. You know, it was usually a couple hundred a week. You know, but then we got a little bit burnout on it. You know, we had a lot of fun with it. We were getting, you know, interviewing people all, all over the time. At the time, Coop was just kind of really more of a Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, you know, than me there in Illinois. But, you know, now it's kind of interesting because things have really boomed even the last three years. So as part of Coop United, we want to get more content out there. So we've been doing, uh, kind of dabbling here a little bit with something. First, we were calling it a Coop Talk. And then now we're trying to rebrand it to Open Pitch. And the idea is that, you know, over the next month here, we're going to do quite a few, we're trying to do one to two of those a week with a bigger one each month, kind of interview different Kube players around the country, even over, I had some friends lined up from Germany and Belgium who were playing Kube. So, so yeah, there's a lot of interesting opportunities out there to, to kind of grow the podcast. Let's talk about the Kube U.S. Open. That's going to be coming up August 5th at Riverside Park. Tell us some of the details for this. 
This will be the fourth year we've had a tournament here in Beloit, partnering with Visit Beloit and the Beloit Parks, Leisures, and Services here in town to run the tournaments. The first two years, we were called it the Rock, Paper, Cube Tournament. Part of the tournament, we actually have a rock, paper, scissors tournament as well that's open to the, you know, open to the public or free. What happens a lot of the players will kind of do both. It's kind of run in parallel. It's, it's kind of a fun little thing. So that's why I call it Rock, Paper, Cube. Then starting last year, after we formed Cube United, this nonprofit organization to promote Cube, we approached Visit Bloit and said, you know, you guys have been amazing to work with here. And we have a big vision of really growing a large tournament and kind of becoming the second major tournament here in the United States. Right now we have the U.S. National Championships, which is next weekend in Eau Claire. That gets in 128 teams. They get almost like 400 players from really all over the U.S. And so our goal was to really put out another major tournament. But you know, in using some things, some a, a format that we really like to play, we think it works a lot better for a combination of the recreational players and more of the competitive players. So one of the uh, the interesting thing that I feel with our format is is as you play. So like you kind of mentioned before, you know, if you play, well, I don't know how I'll do. Well, what's kind of nice is there's, you know, the tournament has a lot of recreational, even some first time players. And what you're going to be do the, is you're always playing somebody with your same record. So let's say maybe the first couple times you do run into really good teams. So then you come out 0-2. Well, your next game is against be somebody who also had lost two games. So you'll be playing them. And then the idea is you kind of move up and down on the leaderboard. After that, you know, after those first couple rounds, you're always playing somebody at your level. So you're going to get like seven, eight games in, and you're going to get the opportunity to really play against people at your own level, which is kind of a lot more enjoyable than just going out. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. take me out in the first round. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because on Saturday, I mean, we're going to have some, we're actually going to have players from um, you know, really all over the Midwest, some of the top players in the country, nice. you know, national champions, other directors who are doing it. It's really exciting. I think we're up to eight or nine different states. I got a guy from Switzerland who called me this morning who's looking, who's going to be in the area in Chicago area. He saw the tournament. So trying to find him a teammate right now. So that's kind of interesting is, you know, we're getting all, the idea is, you know, working with Visit Beloit was to get people to come and see Beloit. You know, there's, there's, like you said, there's a, there's a really emerging culture here. It's a great little town. And uh, I think that it's got a lot to offer. And that's why, you know, I think that the whole idea is we're going to keep growing this U.S. Coop Open and hopefully, you know, get it to where we have a, it's kind of a showcase for Beloit as well. People in Beloit are always looking for something new to do. We're always looking for something to do. And this is one competitive sport that you don't have to be a complete athlete to play. I mean, there's definitely a, a you know, a skill. So it's not an athletic. It's kind of like, you know, your horseshoe players or your cornhole right. type players, you know, or you don't have to be like a super athlete. And the interesting thing is that the guy who won the tournament last year along with a good friend of mine who actually is part of community as well he's in his 70s and he was able to win i mean we're talking we had some of the top players in the country and he's won and he actually plays on a team with his like 12 year old grandson who may just turn 13 and his son who's you know probably i guess in his 30s so you have this three generation team who is you know always in that top four or five even the u.s nationals i think they finished third last year they finished second the year that i won it in 2015 it's really cool to see that and also, I mean, there's female players. There's a young lady out of out of the Minneapolis area who pretty much consider her one of the top five players in the country. Because I mean, it, it's just really cool how you know it, you know with a gender, age, you know, you'll you'll see it all out there. And that's one of the really cool things about Coop. The future of the game. I got to ask you, what do you think? Being a guy who's really been involved with Coop, what do you think the future really holds for the game? 
I think we're just going to see it grow more and more all the time. And we're actually seeing, I think somebody said it was on Bachelorette the other night. So you're starting to get more national exposure. We've seen it pop up. I think it was like the show, The Librarian. They, you know, they, just, they had some clue, The Amazing Race one time. So I think we're slowly seeing that more and more kind of come into some of that, you know, that mainstream, you know, media and, and publications. But I, what I think the real future is really the vision that we had for the U.S. Open when we did it is we wanted to see something that really could be, you know, we, we treat it as a sport. Because like right now, a lot of times, you know, the tournaments, they just have kind of like stakes in the ground. Well, Beloit was really nice, you know, really awesome about letting us paint the field. So when you go out there and watch the U.S. Cube Open, you're going to see what looks like a bunch of little tennis courts out there. So oh. it's actually painted lines. To me, it really kind of gets that feel of a real sport. And that's really what we're trying to do is it, it's awesome that it, 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 it does you know, meet so many different ranges of ages and gender and diversity players. But then also we really want to see it, the competitive side of it grow as well as the recreational. And so I think what we'd like to do is see it, you know, that really high level where people, you know, it's something you could watch on TV or, you know, we're seeing more and more like video, videos kind of showing some live streaming and things like mm-hmm. that. The whole idea is, you know, I think right now we'll probably see internet live streaming more and more of some of these events. Um, so I see there's a lot of future there. With Coop United, we really have the vision that this could be a sport because I know Cornhole had made it on ESPN. So we always say, well, why not Coop? I mean, it's, it's a much more interesting sport. I can see it happening. You know, it's yeah, a, it's exactly. a really interesting sport. Yeah. How can listeners keep up to date with all the latest Coop news, all the events going on? Where's the best place for listeners to go? There's actually two that I would recommend. So like, if you go, there, there's a website now called kubon.com. It's uh, some friends of mine that did an online Kube magazine. Right now, it, it's one of the coolest things I've seen. It's like they, you know, people have the opinion articles. They're actually having some player ranking type information get out there. They also have every tournament that comes up. They have a nice preview of what to expect at the tournament, and then they do a post kind of recap. So it's really one of the first things we've had with real consistent media around it. it you know from there they talk about tactics and strategies and you know i've written a couple articles as well as it was all over so so kubon.com is really well, you know one thing to really keep up with going kubunited.com that's the one you know the site that we run we use that and that's really there we're trying to get a lot of the rules we have our podcasts out there we really kind of teach you how to the game we're, we're working on a series of videos that really gets more deep dive into the more advanced techniques and you know as well as the basics but so you can be looking for a lot of that and then if you want to follow what's happening here in the state line area around Beloit you know we do play the rock bar and grill and so you can follow us on Beloit Cube League as well as a uh, state line Cube is the other area I follow so uh, those are a couple things on Facebook you can follow as well before August 5th can you teach me a couple things about actually playing Cube maybe we can get you to come back and actually run me through how to set up the game maybe Absolutely. we'll have yep. to have you back we'll do that we'll do that before august 5th so i don't get out there and completely yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah, i'd right. love to teach you <laughs> well thanks for joining evan yeah, but thank you my dad made it